What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Buzz. Yala, but still being recorded remotely with Terence and I, geographically separate but mentally on the same page. Hopefully, yeah. I think the staying from home is like has made everyone like really want to like reach out to the rest of the world a lot more. Staying at home, lah. Staying from home. Staying oh, yeah, from yeah, home yeah, is yeah. when you're at work. Work working from home. Working <laughs> yeah, from home. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a, so so essentially we do, we actually now we don't have a choice. It is yeah. against the law if you can telecommute to not telecommute. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. essentially for our jobs, uh, unless we're in the middle of production, we have to, we can telecommute I mean, lah. I mean technically our business has been impacted because we can't film any videos lah. Even if it's just recording like me talking to the camera, uh, all our lights, our equipment is in the office, so we're doing just mm. podcast now lah. Yeah, yeah, primarily. Yeah, yeah but wow, oh, stay working from home. Goddamn. So, so, so hopefully this. I mean, hopefully this twice a week podcast is is alleviating some of your restlessness at home. Uh, mm-hmm. We're trying to not have restless voices. Like we had to do a little psych up before we started recording, uh, just yeah, to just yeah. to get into the groove of 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 being upbeat. Even though but I've you been know sitting on been, my ass the whole day. But you know what's been nice, right? The for me, the it's really been heartening to see the discussions that we've been having on our subreddit, uh, our Yalabat mm. subreddit. Yeah, uh, subreddit. It takes me back to those days of uh, early in YouTube and responding to comments and all that. Oh yeah, and people being excited about your before, content before the comments just uh like uh what what's the word uh flatlined S- at comments about my eyes and how I look like Sid from Ice Age. Uh, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. The, there's enough space between your eyes for a construction site. <laughs> yeah, that was the recent <laughs> one I saw. <laughs> oh, is it recent? Was, uh? Yeah, so I was like, wow, this one, hell. this guy must be a construction worker to think of this comment. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, subreddit. I'm also quite quite surprised at how people are responding, and it's nice to have to type out longer responses as opposed to yeah, well, at least I have big eyes and shit yeah. like that. Suck my yeah. dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your vocabulary Whoa. has grown Whoa, a lot. Oh, that a lot escalated. Since then. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. It has. Yeah, um, yes. So it's, so yeah. It's so funny so that I actually have to think quite carefully now before I type out stuff. Last time on. No, I'm not saying that it was crap, but it's just that you don't have that much time or space on YouTube, right? To yeah. to like write comments and, and all. And I mean, the fun thing about YouTube was that uh, there's a lot of hater comments which I actually love responding to on on Yala, mm. but the comments are all very civil and it's a different kind of uh, response. Uh. Yeah, um, even so if they insult you is is a uh, they they insult you because they like your show, and then they they make an insult about you or something like that, lah, right? Or like how your voice breaks, uh, Terrence. Yeah, exactly. Apparently so your think, voice breaks. Yeah, someone was saying that maybe we should do a, a, a drinking competition that ter- every time Terrence's voice breaks, we take a shot. I, yes, think, yeah. I think it's quite funny, la, but, but at the same time, the I realise... Your yeah, voice it's make, it's sounds like you me, went through puberty twice like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the special skill that I have. La. I'm like X-Men. Yeah, like so, that, so when does it break? <laughs> when does it break? <laughs> I don't recall but, it ever breaking. It's la. I think Noah Yap said it before. Like, you know, people like Noah Yap, they're very blessed with this very nice low voice. Low that even voice, when they yeah. get very excited, it stays like nice and low. Yeah. You know, whereas like like before for, for other people like myself, like it's very hard for me to jump from very low to like like very high and, and not have the voice like just break somewhere there. La. I see, I see. Mm, that's why. I see. So yeah, keep making fun of me, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. So it's so fine, if you want to if you want to visit our subreddit, uh, you can either just Google Yalabad Reddit. It'll take you right there, or the link should be in the show notes. It will. It is in the show notes of this episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. Cool. Cool. And cool. What so, are we talking about this episode? Yeah. So the first thing we're talking about, I mean, it's hard to not talk about stuff that is not COVID related. So we are going to be talking about something that is like. That has been brought up because of of COVID, like it is about mm. the the you 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 we, we keep hearing all this talk on like essential services. Essential services need to be open. Non essential services or non essential travel must be avoided. But yeah. what exactly is essential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a very big discussion point. Yeah, and apparently it differs a lot between countries, right? Yeah, and and I mean the reason why we we wanted to do this topic because uh, we are recording this on first April, April Fool, so this will be out on second April. Uh, but just the day before, there was the the daily conference done by the 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 task force um, dealing with the COVID situation in Singapore, and there were already measures imposed on workplaces that 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 kind of breach the advisory guidelines put out by the government. I think the last week, but now there are new like I think there's there's talks to make those punishments even more intense uh, and more serious if workplaces are found to to not adhere to those advisories. La. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also Lawrence Wong, the the one of the co-chairs of the task force, um, said that um, people have been even coming up to him and saying, "Oh, Minister, if if I organize a personal gathering with ten people, with nine people, can or not?" Because the guideline is ten people, right? And he yeah. and he very rightly pointed out that that they are missing the point. Yeah. I think there yeah. was one funny one. Um, the health minister Gan Kim Yong said that someone said, "Oh, I'm organizing a party with nine people coming to my house, but I have a brother at home. Can I ask my brother to step out of the house and then I still have my party?" Oh, they, they <laughs> fucking actually asked that question. Yeah, yeah some, someone asked, apparently he, that's what he's been asked. Oh, love it. I mean, so like, people are really going to intricacies of how do you have like less than ten people? Together. Yeah, that's why. And I can imagine the task force who, I mean, admittedly have done a, a very good job so far, just thinking like, fuck, yeah, we put these guidelines together and, yo, it's not like an exam. It's not like you're trying to evade tax or something, <laughs> man. Stop finding the loopholes. Which is why yeah. I think Lawrence Wong was rightly pointed out that, yo, guys, you're missing the point. The, the, yeah. the point is limit gatherings of 10 people as far as possible. But if you can, don't gather with people. And yeah. I mean, even as recent as yesterday, today I messaged one of my personal friends because I saw on her Insta stories that she posted, uh, I mean, if she's listening to this, she'll know I'm talking about her. Like, but she mm. posted a picture of her and her friends out for drinks yesterday uh, or, and comparing how they were drinking then, which was them standing a meter apart at a bar uh, versus how they used to be like all huddled over dinner. Like. And it was mm. kind of like they had this a bit too lighthearted tone for me. I'm like, yo, you guys are not even supposed to be fucking drinking. And I, mm. and I don't understand. Like, there was one stat that in the central business district of Singapore, only 40% of staff are telecommuting. Mm-hmm. The CBD is already so dense. Then you still have 60% of the people there uh, yeah. not telecommuting. And I've had at least three or four friends tell me that they are, when they ask their boss, can they work from home, uh, the common response is that, oh, um, until we get a very clear directives, everyone has to report to work. Yeah. Which boggles my mind. But but it also kind of makes you uh wonder also, right? Like like in the, the case let's start with the case of your friend uh, who's going out drinking. Because I mean essentially the, the directive is about avoid all non essential gatherings, la, right? Mm, mm. So essential obviously going to work is essential. Coming home to your to your family obviously, I mean you don't have a choice, but it is essential. Mm. Um but for some people like going out and seeing friends and, and maintaining their sanity they say they to them that is essential. So so mm. like what like how how maybe that's what your friend is thinking. Do you do you like probe okay, a little so, further? So admittedly that friend uh, and and her husband, they are like the husband is definitely fucking extrovert extroverted. Uh, and she she's one of those people who says introverted, but I bet she's an extrovert. Uh. Um mm. and oh, those I think one of those one of those fake fake introverts. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, your words are not post- mine. Your words not mine. This is what introvert is and all that. (laughs) Then the next thing you know, they're out drinking at some bar with their big group of like girls. uh. To my my friend who's listening, uh, that was what Terence said. I did not imply that you're a fake, uh, even though you sometimes have contradictory messages. But yeah. yeah. I'll just declare, I don't know know who this person is. So (laughs) if it turns out to be somebody I know later, don't don't, don't, don't quote me. (laughs) So, So I mean, I think, okay, so... The whole introverted, extroverted thing, I always feel like, huh? Everyone's introverted in some instance, everyone's extroverted in some instance. I know there's enough research to point them in another way, but I think you bring up a good point that maybe for some people being cooped up in a house uh, is is not ideal like, and they do need some sort mm. of, almost like the medical equivalent of social interaction. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But or even, like, even having a drink, like, just having a drink to... To like you know the uh, cure the cabin fever or something like that. Yeah, but at the same time, right? Okay, yeah. sorry. Go on, go on, go on. I, I, I'll try not to interrupt. Go no, on. no. I mean, uh, the it, it essentially uh, part of the reason why we're discussing this because we know that it's not just a Singapore thing or so, right? Other yeah. countries with more serious lockdown laws, they are classifying things like random things like bakeries or people uh, gun shops or even cannabis shops as essential <laughs> services. <laughs> and la. like, so and so I so mean, that's yeah. why. I'm trying to understand what your friend is thinking and as a Singaporean, what you think is essential. So, so I mean, just, just to elaborate a bit more on your point, you know, you brought those examples. The funny thing is, as much as, you know, we, we should never stereotype countries and cultures and all, mm. the example you mentioned about pastry shops and bakeries, it was deemed essential in France. Right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, yeah. and then the gun shops. Which yeah. other country would deal uh, would deem uh, gun shops essential? And it's not the whole country. It is the US, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's certain yeah. states, lah. Which yeah. and even like there was a Texas uh, senator who was quoted in public saying, you know, like gun shops should be deemed essential because if the country does go go haywire, uh, you need self defense. Like yeah. fuck, what kind of like? Can you imagine? having a senator say that and it's causing issues in other states where gunshots are not deemed as essential and then um, I think cannabis also was certain states in the US Um, I think for alcohol was big in Australia (laughs) (laughs) alcohol and and I don't know what kangaroos koalas and meat uh, and meat <laughs> for for the barbie for the barbecue Um, and then in the UK also I think alcohol so I think it, it is interesting. I don't think there's one exhaustive list uh, mm. that can apply to all countries. Like. So in Singapore, um, what is essential? Okay, I mean, yeah. the thing about going to, to bars, first of all, I thought there was an entertainment closure venue uh, unless that is like a Ooh. restaurant slash bar. Because oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the loophole. That's the loophole. That is a loophole, right? Because I was confused that so many restaurants are still open. Even the other day when I was taking a bus back, the only time I went out this week, I went past this restaurant near my house, and it was fucking full, dude. Mm-hmm. And they also serve alcohol. So, so that is that is a loophole. That if you're a restaurant that serves alcohol, but you serve food primarily, you are not counted as a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. What? But uh, the, the mean, fuck? I mean, you don't say bars, uh, Like even just going. To a hawker center to tap out food, you yeah. still see like uh, I I mean the the office workers of 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 course they're mostly there just to quickly eat and get lost like, But uh, I still see a lot of like old people sitting around like a one round table. Yeah. Whether or not they're social distancing is like they're all just crowding around and really just sitting there and just shooting the shit like, like just talking about the latest news. Probably about the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm like, oh my god, that that table right there is. Like that is the demographic of the most vulnerable people. Yeah, who get it lah. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so, so I I don't know. Like so yeah, even something like hawker centers. Let's say, let's say we 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 take everything a step further and start closing F and B outlets. Right. Mm. Where do hawker centers stand lah in that case? Because hawker centers to me that's a source of food for a lot of people. Yeah, I think that is essential lah. Yeah, yeah. But but then yeah. then there'll be people sitting there waiting to be served their tiger beer. No, then, then lady or I, know, as well. I know one thing in the law of countries is that cafes can be left open as long as it's for takeout. So oh, maybe yeah, like yeah. like you just put like you just tissue packet the whole hawker center. <laughs> yeah, like just tape on like tissue packets. For those of you non-Singaporeans who are listening to this podcast, um, Singapore I think is the only country in the world where you can reserve a table at a public food court with a small packet of tissue paper. Like, and it's like an yeah. unwritten rule. You see tissue paper... Uh, I mean, you can sit lah. Nothing's stopping you, but it's not kosher lah. So you, you could get into a fight because of that. Yeah. you could so be get be in, yeah, uh, you yeah. could be threatened if you get do something. Yeah, like that, and we're not joking. If you go on YouTube, you search probably tissue paper argument Singapore hawker center, you'll see a ton of videos lah. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe that is what needs to be done by some vigilante out there. Go and like fucking glue tissue packets to all the hawker stalls, hawker center tables, so that people don't uh. fucking congregate. Because <laughs> there's that measure where you put the X, right? And by right, you're not supposed to put the X. And yeah. the in Singapore, they did announce a a whole slate of measures. One of which includes, I think, if you're caught less than one meter apart from someone else in public, you can be fined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I heard but that, people yeah. and like public hawker centers and all, you have like. Uh, designated places to stand when you're in queue which is one meter apart mm. tables with X's crossed out so you can only sit on the X and even that is confusing do you sit on the X or do you sit on the non-X part because yeah. you always hear X marks the spot but yeah. when you can't enter something there's an X on the door so which is yeah. it? Yeah and right? then I don't know if I if I put my back on the X is that a problem because my back was in contact with me and all that as well like. Yeah that's why So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's been it's, it's a tough question to ask like, really So so then I think it comes down to kind of uh, Lawrence Wong's point like, that ultimately these are measures to kind of ideally indicate the severity of the situation like, but like yeah. true Singaporean fashion people are fucking list- looking at it to the T like, okay 10 people cannot 9 people can but no no, okay. If you don't, if you really don't have to meet up, yeah. then don't lah. And then, but, but then, but so, so I mean, yeah, like, let, let's like we can actually sort of think about certain things whether yeah they're really uh, are they considered essential? La. So I think you said hawker centers you think are essential. Yeah, but sitting around hawker centers not essential. How so to differentiate? I don't know. All take out have to all all be all tap out. All tap out. Yeah. Then um. 
what uh, what about uh, uh stuff like okay like I think uh one one thing that uh Ho Ching our prime minister's wife mm. one thing that she finds essential probably is bubble tea. Oh, she said that. But she, no, but she posted, she posted a funny infographic that showed that all the countries that seem to be seem to have flattened the curve, uh, ahead of everyone else, are all countries that drink bubble tea. <laughs> so that she circled all the countries and then it says bubble tea, and then the rest of the countries no bubble tea. <laughs> what the fuck? She posted so probably, that. Yeah, she posted that. But I think it's also. I I mean, it's probably is a joke I mean, la, But it's. I mean, she has a history of posting ridiculous stuff. Uh. She oh, she's so prolific, and then I, I bet now <laughs> staying from home, she like posts every other every other minute. She's but, like but, but, post yeah, Trump la. She <laughs> no la, no. I think I think that that one that one. I thought Chan Chun Sing what uh, he he got that he got that mental because of what he of his closed door session already. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. but but Ho yeah, Ching, yeah. she just posts a lot on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, I think to her, bubble tea is essential. Like, what do you think bubble tea is essential? Ah uh, no, definitely not. No. Fuck that. Fuck fuck but that. No. Takeout is a nice little snack okay, for everyone. So, afternoon. So you see, you see, the thing is right. Bubble tea, right? Technically, you can still get it via delivery yeah. apps. Okay. Okay. You know. So like to me, bubble tea. Okay. You want to have it so you can just touch yourself while drinking starch. I don't give a fuck. Um, mm. but. The non-essential part is going there, lining up for the bubble tea, la. Okay, okay, understand. Uh, yeah. next one. How about golf courses? Well, like, okay. In some in some yeah. US states, golf courses have been ruled essential. And Singapore, apparently per capita, we are one of the we have maybe the most golf courses in the world. Oh really? Yeah. Oh mm. shit! I think there was some statistic I I I, I read before, la. Yeah. Uh, what oh, is tricky? I would say, what oh, Chibai golf courses, uh. Yeah. Golf courses, uh, I would say non-essential, but not a big deal if kept open. Not a big deal because <laughs> yeah, because it's just big enough, lah. I mean, like you think about every time you've seen a golf course, right? Can you count yeah. more than like five people in the same vicinity? Very rarely, right? That is true. They are very far apart, uh, usually. Uh, but then, but then they can't go to the changing room, lah. They just yeah, need yeah, to yeah. fucking get on the grass and don't change, go home straight. Yeah. So I guess I guess related to that, like country clubs shouldn't be considered essential, lah, right? Yeah. Because they're they're areas of social gathering and stuff like that, lah, right? Yeah. But then okay. okay. So 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 that's when it gets tricky, right? Like based on my mm-hmm. my my uh totally noob logic just now of like, okay, it is not that crowded. But then if all non essential stuff are closed and mm-hmm. a golf course which is by my rationale kept open only because the people are not clustered together if that is kept open that automatically pucks it in the essential category where yeah. people can easily say yo what the fuck is the golf course open yeah yeah because so i mean i think i think uh, maybe golf course might be really only for rich people uh, but let's say like uh end parks uh, right you know leaving yeah. the, having the parks because you see a lot of people still jogging still yeah, a lot yeah still doing the thing outside yeah do you think that do you think that's a problem um okay so i so this is where i i I don't think you can close a park right and this Mm. is where i think people ideally exercise a bit more judgment i mean exercise something but more of your mind not your body uh outdoors so i know okay not everyone has access to gyms in their in their house or something but Mm. um i mean if like staying in HB, like I've I've run up and downstairs like a lot of times, just just yep. just finding different ways to exercise, la. Um, mm. so I would say parks don't close it, but exercising outdoors every day is that essential? No, I mean like let's say like uh, yeah, like, like a yoga class, outdoor yoga class, uh, for ten over people outside, outside. Mm. Like in bot- like people meet up at botanic gardens or something to do yoga together. Do you think yeah. they should be allowed to do that? I mean, it is outdoors. It is. It is. Uh, I would say no la. No. But, okay. But I mean, I, I think I think it can't be a law almost. Mm. But this is where. So the tricky thing now is like it's like you know in school like you know you got a group project right, mm. uh, and by right everyone should do should do work la. And if yep. one person fucks up their part, then the whole group suffers la. But you can't yeah. really. Enforce like install yeah. spyware on the person's computer to do, to do their job. It's just everyone needs to do their part, la, Which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. the coronavirus problem is going to be here for at least a year because there's no way at any one point in time everyone will be in sync enough or in the position where they can actually withdraw themselves from from society fully, la, Whether yeah. by choice or by necessity, la. 
Yeah. Actually, it's quite funny you bring up the example of the one one person screws up the whole, everyone gets punished. Yeah. Because I think even the SAF, the oh, yeah. Armed Forces <laughs> itself, true. has def- started to define what is essential and non-essential. La. Yeah. So, so I think all the guys in Singapore, we all, I mean, who we all serve national service and uh, we all do different jobs. La. So, I was kind of thinking yesterday, eh, is it, I mean, I'm an infantry soldier and all that. Like, am I and it's considered an essential part of of, of life in Singapore? La? I'm not very sure, actually, to be honest. I'm, I'm just a lowly ranked uh, uh, sergeant in, in the army. I'm not, I'm not like, very important to the future of the army at all. La. So, so it's a good question. La. And then, but, but from what I'm reading, it's like, basically those that are running the the technical, the, the, the technology in the army, the, the very, uh, the logistical side of things, those are considered very essential. La. Whereas, just being an infantry soldier, I'm not very sure about it. La. What do you I think? Mean, I think, um, I think there was one thing I read that kind of made sense. Um, and I think it, it is based on some sort of a, a military thing, a military term also called tooth and nail or something like that. And mm-hmm. basically the, the mm-hmm. belief is people should be deemed essential um, as long as they directly contribute to the front liner in the army being a soldier, being on uh, outfield. Mm-hmm. So so I think the ratio that was thrown out was three is to one. So I think one way Wait, you could look sorry, at Sorry, what it, do you mean three is to one? It As takes in... three non milit non infantry people to have that infantry soldier outfield or like on in on the battlefield. So it, it could be three the admin- civilians. Uh? No, no, three people in the army in admin positions and all that. Like. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so, so I think, okay. yeah, one, one philosophical way of looking at what is an essential business is that does it directly contribute to the essential, the people who are essential, uh, like, uh, are, are essential workers, like, which would mm-hmm. be the frontliners, the doctors, which is why um, you can, like, people who provide public transport, they are essential because without yeah, them, yeah. a lot of the essential workers will not get to work. You know, even what? even even newscasters like newscasters, you can think like yeah. I think one thing one thing everyone probably can agree on is YouTubers are fucking non-essential in any situation <laughs> at all. Uh. Hey, hard yeah. to say. I mean, so, <laughs> but entertainment. We've been. I mean, YouTubers have been providing a lot of no, entertainment to people yeah, stuck at home. But okay, uh, but true. but honestly, honestly, as much as I would like to think you know entertainment, uh, you know, is is super important. I think information is important. So a mm. newscaster mm. who provides facts is a lot more essential than. Uh, a YouTuber that makes ten ways to eat my instant noodles, like. <laughs> you know. So, so I think, um, I think that's where if you think about the f- the the maybe maybe if there's a way to determine, okay, which are the people that without which fucking people will die and shake like that, and then look maybe one degree of separation, what do they need to function? Everything else non-essential. So like but, golf, but I don't I think. Would, uh, yeah, sorry. I don't think any frontliner would be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna. Gonna take time off my my uh duty today at the hospital and go play a round of golf. Yeah, but but I'm gonna disagree with you on the Ooh, yalla uh, YouTubers. You gotta say yalabat, dude. Or the yalabat, yeah, yeah. It's the moment because I think you say YouTubers are not essential. I think a lot of parents who have kids will actually tell you otherwise that YouTubers are like the most important thing ever really? to help them discipline really? their kids. Okay, you go you go ask 10 <laughs> fucking parents. They might say one, like Ryan's kids' toys or whatever shit, but like, probably like, to for them to agree that YouTubers are essential, holy crap, I bet my mom is secretly hoping that after this whole COVID thing, I finally get a full-time job. No, no, I think essential in the sense that they, they keep their kids distracted and, and occupied for a good part of the day. Rather really? Than, yeah, as opposed to no, like okay, I can I can like I no can, no no kid is going to watch the news, right? Obviously. Yeah, but I can imagine <laughs> parents kind of like knowing that implicitly, but for them to explicitly admit that, right? It's like one of those things, you know, like when you ask your uncle and auntie, uh, something logical like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have ice cream at midnight, uh, because the cold is not good for your immunity. They'll be like, no, no, no. Deep down, they might know it's true, but they just will never admit it. And I think parents, for them to say YouTubers are essential, right? Whew, I guarantee you, dude, Terrence, if you are in the next ten, <laughs> next next week before we record our our podcast, you go and just talk to ten of your parent friends and just we, ask them. Ask, no, ask, ask them without any context. Uh, okay, okay. If yeah, you are parents, audience. yeah. If you are a parent, <laughs> and then what do you find? Do you think that YouTubers, and entertainers, like online, are essential, uh, for for yeah. you? Yeah, 
And this is not 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 even not even breaking out into like oh you know uh like com- social commentary YouTubers not just YouTubers the just off you have to answer are YouTubers essential? Don't yeah. ask the technicalities the semantics of oh you know like what about a uh, a uh, uh, video essay person? No YouTuber can be from toys review to ten yeah. types of students to um Trevor Noah la. Oh yeah, it could even be, you maybe we can put a comparison point like YouTuber versus what you said like like newscaster. Yeah. yeah, which one is more essential? Dude, to I can't believe I can't believe you're deluded <laughs> enough to think that YouTubers are es- as essential as newscasters. Come on, dude! I think there's one well, thing to be said about self confidence and like know your worth, but you're fucking deluded. Eh? I I mean I mean, we're not even because I I think we're uh, <laughs> we're not we're not seeing things from the perspective of uh, other people. So because mm. I think like one thing that that really tickled me today was just um seeing that one of the items that apparently has been selling out. All over Singapore are canes, like canes. wooden rattan, <laughs> rattan canes, because apparently staying from home for a lot of people, uh, working from home for a lot of people, means that they need to discipline their kids a lot more. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, it's not that they are abusing their kids like by like whacking the shit out of them, but the cane apparently is a very good deterrent, and a lot of places have reported that they, they've been selling out their canes. I mean, I do think that probably the rate of canings happening per day has gone up, lah. Even though mm. I can see some parents posting, oh, you know, yeah, I don't beat my kids with it. I just wave it in the air. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are more kids being caned these days than yeah. not being than before, la. and, and speaking of which, actually, someone uh, corrected us on our on our uh, subreddit that day. He said that actually uh, public caning does uh, caning does happen in Singapore schools, just oh, not okay. publicly. But um, yeah, I I I was quite shocked by that because. I've I've always thought that in the last few years, like teachers can't lay any hands on children at all. Uh. The context so of this is is in the previous podcast. I think we were asking whether because in our time, like kids were hauled up to the front of Monday assembly to be caned if they did yeah. something serious like stealing. Yeah. And our question yeah, yeah, yeah. to our listeners was, does caning even happen? And I think both of us were like, no, no, probably not. Uh, with all the phones yeah. and and all the helicopter parents and all that, there's no way caning still happens. Yeah. But I guess Apparently. it does. Someone says it does, uh, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, would love to to hear more about that as well, uh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Essential. <laughs> maybe the cane should be classified as essential, essential goods for Singaporeans. Essential well. goods, but <laughs> even then, okay. So so going back to stuff that maybe retail stuff that you can deem as essential, right? Because I think it was the one of the New Zealand ministers or Australian ministers said that uh, jigsaw puzzles is something he deemed essential. And this oh, was during oh, a speech oh. talking about what is essential, what is not. And he said, yeah, yeah with, 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 I mean, uh, my, my wife went out to the mall to, to buy jigsaw puzzles lah, because I think they were saying for non-essential purchases, just do it online. Don't go to yeah. the mall. But he saw the purchase of jigsaw puzzles for his kids at home as essential. Yeah, and yeah. you could argue that it's essential because... I I mean once you go down the rabbit hole of like okay the, it's essential for the kids to have jigsaw puzzles to allow him peace of mind to allow him to do his job and given that he's a minister he has an important job but then where the fuck do you draw the lines yeah yeah I mean board games video games IT products you know Apple yeah. products so that's why I mean that's why but one thing is I keep seeing pictures of people queuing up to get into malls in Singapore what mm-hmm. the fuck are they buying yeah because the the actually they did the ministers in Singapore they say please defer all non-essential trips to the mall. So I was just thinking, actually, you know, other than going for, unless you're buying supermarket supplies or the pharmacy or something, what what can you consider an essential trip to the mall? Eh? Okay, if you're going in to just tap out some food, I was, I did that, like this week, I went out of my house once uh, because we yeah. needed to go back to office to 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 sort, uh, sort out some stuff. Um, yeah. So on that day, I went into Paya Lebar Square to buy a stuffed burrito, which is fucking awesome. And there there were people monitoring the the flow of people inside. So I bought my burrito and I just left and I went to my office. So Mm -hmm. I guess one way you could look at all these pictures of people queuing up is just that they are doing similar things. But I don't know, man. The feeling I get when I just look out of my window and and still see people like going about their regular lives or like that one day when I took the bus, yeah, it didn't feel like this, this eerie time it just felt like so okay just shops are closed whereas i can yeah. imagine in other countries like even malaysia right it must be a fucking surreal kind of feeling man yeah yeah like speaking of malaysia yeah there i think malaysia has this uh the acronym right the mco movement control order 
Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. The military, the military is actually out there enforcing the, you know, like uh, enforcing movement lah. Basically, making sure no one's out and about and all that lah. Yeah. Wait. So, so, so did did you have more on your list on on for the Singapore list of essential versus non-essential things or not? You sounded uh, like you had a list. I no. I think I I went through most of it already. Uh, but the funny thing is like certain, like like what you said like in France, certain shops specializing in pastry, wine, and cheese have been declared essential businesses, and are still running. Uh, places like Israel, they people can still gather for outdoor prayers with a maximum of ten worshippers standing two meters apart. Mm. So, so yeah la, Like like you know what we're talking about the yoga class in botanic gardens. You yeah. can do that if you're praying la, in Israel. Um, so <laughs> it's in I think. It's quite interesting like that, that is is a bit of an existential question like what what is essential to each country at any yeah. point of time uh, yeah I mean, but you, okay. do you have any other anything else so, that you were yeah, thinking so of? one thing one thing what about dog walking cuz you ah, are a dog yes. lover you have two dogs yes yes actually funny you ask because i was literally actually like supposed to go with uh or go to Lazarus Island with uh, some other dog people uh, over dog the weekend dog people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as in dog owners, lah. You know who love to bring their yeah. dogs out, and yeah. Lazarus Island, you can actually uh get on a ferry and then take your dog with you, and then and then you know let your dog explore Lazarus Island a bit, lah. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to go, and 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 end up the the ferry had to be cancelled because there was gonna be there were gonna be like I think like thirty people on board with uh yeah, like like twenty dogs or something like that, and uh, I just felt I I mean even before it was cancelled, I felt like I started feeling a bit uncomfortable that. That we'd be sitting on the ferry for like even for half an hour or something like that, with that many people, cause um, yeah la, it's tough lah. Even though it's it's open air and all that, so I I have I have seen my friends, <coughs> excuse me, my friends on Facebook saying that they have visited Saint John's Island, Lazarus Island, and yeah la, correct, it's outdoors. But getting there, I know for sure you have to be in an enclosed space with a lot of other people. So that's why I'm a bit. It's a bit of a grey area for me lah. Yeah. So, but 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 that is 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 a is a group outing for dog owners, right? What if yep, you're just yep, yep. walking a dog around your house? That one, I think, is a is okay lah. Is a is a necessary necessary thing lah. I mean, yeah, because your dogs, people is like it's like having a two or three year old child at home. If you don't exercise the dog or let it go out and sniff a little bit, right? They get really antsy and destructive at home. Mm. And I I think uh yeah for the sake of of like sanity also it's, it's best to let people if they just stay by themselves and just walk the dog should be okay lah yeah so I mean the the thing is I also feel like dog walking I mean you don't walk a dog in, in, in groups lah right you're not holding yeah, hands with yeah. nine other people and walking your dog exactly but, yeah. but I mean what I found interesting is that you know as much as we say okay one thing I think in Singapore why it's a bit confusing now is because the measures are more like guidelines and as with all guidelines, people also need to exert their own discretion, uh, as opposed to like a country like Malaysia where like you fucking go jog, you are you are arrestable. So yeah. Singapore, it depends on people's discretions. But even in a place like New York City, right, which is the epicenter of the the whole of the United States, which is now the epicenter of the world when it comes to COVID, people are still as of I think one or two days ago that in at, at Central Park, people are still out in uncomfortably large numbers. La. Yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. that even the the governor Andrew Cuomo had to publicly say, "Yo, guys, I'm not joking. Fucking socially distance yourself," which boggles my mind. Uh. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting, like, Actually, now if you if you are interested in uh, politics and all that, now actually it's a very strange time in the US where yeah. what you're seeing is uh, Trump is basically going super super defensive. Uh, PR barrage. He's having like uh, daily daily uh what do you call it press conferences with with reporters and he's basically painting the whole fake news you know he's seeding all these conspiracy theories about uh how how masks are going missing in new york city and things like that and then on the other hand you see like the governor of new york also like basically saying that uh yeah the white house like is not doing a lot to help us and the spreading of fake information all that is not helping and things so so there's a lot of like you can see how the you know the US, although it's a very powerful country and everything like, and the the, the democratic system they say is the best in the world, but you can see the amount of um, social social discord that it creates and and the lack of direction right now is really what is killing them lah. I think. Yeah, and and it's so weird because if you go to Trump's Twitter feed, right, it looks like he's in a different world, man. Like everyone loves him. 
It's so yeah. mind-boggling. But I think yeah, the yeah. one thing that I heard on a on a podcast that I think I mentioned previously where there was this historian comparing the effects of the Spanish flu to the current pandemic is that she mm. said one thing which was very true in, in, in times like this, right, which where people are either living a life that they have never fathomed or imagined before and they're put under stress, right, you will, every fissure uh, in a, or every crack in any li- relationship at any level of society, be it politics, be it between you and your sibling, you and your girlfriend, everything is being brought to the surface. Uh. So even yeah, yeah. in politics, right, like it's almost peeling away the layers of that that people can hide under in times of maybe peacetime where even when you you know meet your friends, you can hate that friend, but you just act normal and you go back and you bitch about it. The thing is now all that protective layer, right, is gone and you're really seeing people act the way they uh, have always want, or like the true, the true, how you say, their true perspectives on, true on life and, and true natures, uh, which, I mean, in some way, it's it's good when you see all these heartwarming things, but in some way, when you look at people who are just publicly just saying, oh, you know, it's not going to happen and like, let's just go about normal life, it feels almost like selfish, if anything. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a position where you might think you're not going to get sick and if you are in a position where you have the luxury of knowing that you're going to get adequate healthcare, right? And just saying, oh, it's going to happen to me. And even if I get sick, worst case, you know, I'm not living with my parents and all, that's fine. Then you're kind of being a fucking asshole to the people who maybe don't have a choice, who maybe are not, know they will not get access to healthcare. I think in Singapore, thankfully, we have a system in place. Like, but if you look around the world, it, it's almost like it's it's even revealing the equal inequality in society even more la. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think yeah you're right lah. Like the relationships, uh, the the stuff that you, uh was always like below the surface yeah. is starting to boil and and come to the surface already lah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm also hearing precisely what you say about things like siblings having differing views on whether can they can go out and come home and be with the parents at home and stuff yeah. like that. It's and, uh, it's causing a lot of friction in families, no? and and even between spouses, lah. But but thankfully, thankfully, we have the brilliance of, of Malaysian <laughs> Malaysian ministers with yeah. with with such great advice, you know, to yeah. to mitigate any tensions that arise between you and your and your spouse, lah. And I mean yeah. specifically heterosexual relationships, lah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's crazy. Because yeah. Malaysia to segue, is like yeah. Malaysia is like any time you you seem to be <laughs> running out of stuff to talk about, lah. Malaysia just throws you, suddenly throws you this <laughs> huge chunk of meat <laughs> that you can chew on for the next couple of days. No, uh. no and I mean, it's a very relevant uh, topic that they're touching on. You know, like, there have been, uh, just like how we said, you know, the canes are being sold out in Singapore because there's probably more kids being caned now than what used to be. There has been also reported uh, spikes in the numbers uh, that in people calling for uh, domestic abuse. La. And this has been documented in the US, in Europe, I'm pretty sure somewhere in Asia. So, the thing that we're going to talk about that a Malaysian ministry put out uh, actually touches on that very raw thing, like how to yep. manage a relationship between a couple, a married couple at home during these times of stress. Like. So mm-hmm. so it was put out by the Ministry of Women and Family Development. Okay, It's an actual ministry. Ministry of Women, Family and Community Development. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, Women, correct. Family and Community Development. And it is headed by... The Datuk Sri Wan Aziza Wan Ismail, who is also the DPM, and probably more famously, she's the wife of uh, Anwar Ibrahim, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and she has been um, lauded as being a a pretty good politician, and and she is held in very high regard, lah. So mm. of course, she might not have been in charge directly of this, the notice that was put out, but to go into what was put out was um. They they basically put out uh, a few infographics. No? That means people had to design these fucking yeah. infographics. Yeah. Uh, and it's titled it's it's in Malay. It is it is taken down already on social media. But you Google it, you'll find it. Um, it's about happiness. Okay, here's my shitty PSLE Malay coming into play. It's about happiness at home when living together or some shit. But basically, <laughs> it is a series of of advice specific to women. La. Um. Mm. Uh, when they are facing tensions at home, la. and it was stuff like um, when let's see, uh, when your when your husband. So 
ask for help and inform him. In some cases, our partner needs to be told of their responsibility in order for them to be aware of what needs to be done. <laughs> so you can really tell when it's very targeted towards women, ask yeah. for help and inform him. Okay, so that yeah. is something that okay you could argue you go both ways, and then um, they also said stuff like you know avoid domestic uh, arguments and count one to twenty because in twenty seconds, um, within the span of twenty seconds, the brain will become more rational and calm when making decisions Yeah, but the one that took the cake, <laughs> which which fucking blew the shit up on social media was that there's also advice that when you're arguing, speak like Doraemon, <laughs> which is this comic character that if I can. Uh, very horribly try to impersonate the the one of the main taglines is like Doraemon or some yeah. high pitch shit la. So it's a Japanese uh comic character la. That is essentially a robot cat that befriends a, a human boy, and mm. has this magical pocket where it pulls out gadgets that they use for their different adventures la. And it has a very uh cutesy, raspy kind of voice. That that you although it's a it's a male cat laugh actually but uh you would probably describe it as more feminine than anything lah right more more <laughs> yeah, right. more like squeaky and 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 uh is is not what you expect lah yeah uh, so what a so, male cat would sound like uh. so this is coming from the fucking Ministry of Women Family and Community Development whose goals are 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 essentially to ensure that gender, family and community perspectives are incorporated in the formulation of policies to instill positive family values to kind of promote gender equality and all that and it fucking puts something out like that and I'm just looking yeah. like c- certain things to quote them if you see your husband carry out a task in a manner that clashes with your own method avoid nagging you know <laughs> and like the wives should instead use humorous words and phrases such as this is the proper way to hang the clothes for drying my dear yeah and you see the pictures. There's 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 one poster that says, "Women shouldn't wear like uh, shitty clothes just because you're at home. You should still be putting on makeup and wearing like <laughs> yeah, proper correct. proper office attire when sitting at home." And then they have this w- picture of a woman wh- which who looks to be wearing more relaxed clothing la. And then there's a big cross over it. Like, no, don't wear this. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck, yeah? yeah. So I know, like, I mean. Um, pre- previously we mentioned that we, there's this one comic artist in Malaysia who, who's been incorporating fuck-ups by their government into anime comics and I, he posted yesterday he's like, you know, I love it. I, I've, I've been missing ministers like this. It makes my job really easy because there's definitely going to be comics coming out but it's so funny because <laughs> like, how, like, you see the infographic, right? I mean, it's a shitty infographic like, but still people had to design it. They had to yeah. decide what font to use, what colors to use. And holy shit, man! Just Google it. Like whoever's listening, you have to Google it and appreciate it in its entirety, la. But but one one funny thing, uh, I was like, actually, why they use Doraemon as an example, uh? Like, you know, they could have gone to every other pop culture, pop culture uh, reference. You know, someone who sings with a very high pitched voice. No, like, actually, like actually, I think Doraemon. I think Doraemon makes a lot of sense because I used to watch it when I was young, and I think it was on Malaysian TV. Oh yeah, you know, that's right. RTM, back, RTM. Yeah, yeah back yeah, in yeah. days of RTM and TV One, TV yeah, Two, TV yeah, Three. Yeah. I used to watch it, and I don't know, like you tell. Me, I I know it's Japanese, but to me, it's more closely associated to Malaysia than anything. <laughs> so Malaysia. So when I say Doraemon, you think of Malaysia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they probably okay. They probably thought okay, if you're married uh, and and you're probably what in your thirties, late twenties, right? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you fast forward to a time when they're watching cartoons, which character makes sense and has a high pitch? It's either Chipmunks. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Doraemon, yeah, and yeah. and Doraemon kind of fits into is a cat, right? You know, cat is normally associated with uh, femininity than masculinity, so yeah. it's it just felt like oh, and and ultimately Doraemon in the show solves problems by taking things out of their pouch, right? <laughs> so it just has like I mean, takes things out of the pouch. Women give birth to babies from like their equivalent of a pouch, so it just feels like they were thinking, oh, look at the similarities. Doraemon is so similar to what a woman is. You know, they, <laughs> they are there to serve the men and pull out stuff from, from wherever they can pull out to solve the men. So it's a perfect analogy. There was probably yeah. a discussion of them sitting around the table while they're dealing with the, the fucking lockdown and shit. They're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to put out this, this notice for women, specifically mm. women. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, <sighs> Holy people shit, were man. raising the point that, like, yeah, women uh, working from home and all that, uh, especially in a place like uh, Malaysia as well, uh, right? Yeah, the domestic violence is still an issue. Not not only in Malaysia, like a lot of places, 
and they should be addressing that rather than like talking about how women should be dressing or talking to her husband at home. Yeah. You know, to, to seem subservient to them, like, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy because, I mean, Malaysia, I mean, this this is off the back of like, I think last week, uh, another minister gave advice for defeating COVID, which is to drink warm water. <laughs> and that was a few days after their BOMO or Mystic Healer performed some rites that yeah. is supposedly going to rid the world of the virus. So in some way, you could look at this as the idea like, fucking idiots. But if you look at the politics in the US and you're like, oh my God, this is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it yeah. Is the silver bullet everyone needed to yeah. get through the week. <laughs> because they're not giving advice to deal with COVID. <laughs> they're just, ultimately, it can even apply to a non-COVID situation. You can imagine them mm. just putting up when life goes back to normal. If you happen to work from home, if, you, if your husband happens to work from home, remember yeah. to speak like Doraemon. Yeah, yeah. So Holy you can imagine shit, what man. kind of Holy can imagine shit. what kind of uh, marriage advice that the uh, you know counselors in in Malaysia are giving yeah, to couples, lah. <laughs> <laughs> so I maybe mean, they've been giving this. Maybe they've been saying this all these years. It's just that we never knew it. Just that now they put it in PSAs, lah. So like actually, a lot of people already they know of this Doraemon trick already, and then yeah, then you go maybe you go to any Malaysian and they're like. Oh yeah, yeah, the Doraemon voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it correct. dissipates. We we don't fight after after my wife uses yeah. that voice. <laughs> and you can imagine like mother-in-laws talking to their daughter-in-laws. You know, I told you right. Can you speak like Doraemon? See lah, my son is angry now. Then they're like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot to speak like Doraemon. <laughs> no so, la, no like Malaysians, Malaysians, where we we are with you, we're with you. We know that it's damn stupid. No, and it's not representative. I'm, it's not representative of how you guys. And I'm pretty sure Malaysians <laughs> also won't defend like this fucking post like and it was taken down quite fast because it got a lot of flag especially from the all women's action society which is an NGO in the in Malaysia la. and yeah, yeah they, they even said giggling like Doraemon applies to five year olds not mothers at home yeah, women yeah, yeah. are human beings and not an object or a commodity women but, have more than yeah. enough to do during the MCO without the added pressure of putting on makeup and looking good <laughs> yeah and the other thing I found the infographic so funny of there's one of the women women is trying to talk to her husband and then they show the husband just sitting there on a big couch like just ignoring her and I'm like <laughs> is that how they imagine all like couple conversations yeah. to be like? and the and the woman is we- and the woman is wearing high heels yeah. at home <laughs> what the fuck is she wearing high heels yeah holy wow, crap man holy crap thank you like, Malaysia uh, thank, breath thank of fresh air yeah thank you thank you Malaysia, Malaysia government la. yeah, yeah thank we you feel Malaysia your pain government. Yeah, feel your pain <laughs> Malaysians <laughs> Yeah. Oh, god damn so so yeah please please I think maybe we might even I mean okay so one thing that we have done uh, starting last week is putting links in the in the Yalabad subreddit to every article that we refer to in the show mm. so we will include a link to the article where you can see in full glory the infographics that were posted on social media because yeah. like as you know you post anything on the internet even if you take it off seconds later it is still going to be on the internet yep god damn that right. was good at least that's yeah. a that's a that's a nice light-hearted way to 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 finish the the discussion this week. Uh. Actually, for all you know, uh, for all you know, Ooh. maybe for all you know, uh, maybe this is Malaysia's April Fool's joke, uh. Then they're like, ah, April Fools! Speaking, we just wanted to make you laugh. Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, you know, now that you might go to jail if you post something coronavirus related to an April Fools. You mean like fake news kind of thing? Yeah, because even yesterday, my mom, she said, hey, hey, Singapore gonna go on lockdown, Singapore gonna go on lockdown. And then when she opened up the attachment, it was just an April Fool's thing. La. And oh, in a in shit. a rare in a rare piece of uh, vocal action from my mom, my mom actually told her friend off in a WhatsApp group. And if you can imagine WhatsApp groups with middle-aged Indian women, right? Put mm. like Saying something like that is a big step. So I was so proud of her. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone sent me a link about Trump uh, about to be declare war some shit like that la. and then I clicked on it and it brought me to some pornographic image of a very good looking black dude la. so <laughs> yeah it was sent hey, dude, by a friend that, la, and I'm like there's nothing to do with April Fool's okay yeah, I think it's, it's more about it, the kind of friends you have yeah it's not no I mean but it's just like <laughs> just be careful of the links that you click on la. sometimes you might end up seeing you know things that you you wouldn't expect to be seeing when you're talking about Trump or whatever la. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God damn. God damn. That's the so, world we live in today, lah. Yeah. So so uh another announcement is oh, before we go into our one show thing of the week, we mm-hmm. did say two podcasts ago that we have a bunch of uh one year subscriptions for Hook where you can 
not only watch the first three episodes of our show, She's a Terrorist and I Love Her, but the rest of the other five episodes which are behind the paywall, you can get a year-long subscription and we have a bunch of promo codes to give out. I think we, we announced uh, that there were two, but I think we have a yeah. few more. So we're going to... We we are gonna reply to people who left comments on our subreddit, which was the the way to qualify for the draw, whether or not uh for for the winners lah. So when this comes out, if you're hearing this, go to the subreddit. If you have commented before, just check whether you're one of the lucky winners. Yep. But on on related news, uh, we found out last Friday, twenty seventh March, that Hook is being liquidated as a company. Mm. Uh, a lot of the details are still being. Not yet made public. Uh, we are also wanting to find out more info. But all this means is that the platform might not be around for the full year that you have access to. So the codes still work. So just get your codes, watch it as soon as possible, so that you don't miss our show. Yeah, and uh, I mean, don't don't pretend you don't have time, lah. Because everyone has a bit more time these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless they are out doing essential business like uh, fucking having yeah, drinks yeah. or queuing yeah. to buy canes in malls, uh. Or in France, if you if you are selling cheese or or, or wine, uh, please. Yeah. And then you must be very very busy now. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> cool. So now but is the 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 time for the final segment called uh, one shock thing for the week. The one the one segment that puts a smile on everyone's face. Shall I go yeah. first? Yeah, yeah, you go first. Um. So, I mean, this week I think one thing that I really thought was quite cool was that um there's a lot of freelancers in Singapore who. Uh, banding together and trying to find ways to help each other out during this uh this whole COVID nineteen Of course, as you know, events and media productions uh, most of them have been cancelled, and uh, one one big group that I think is suffering are uh, gig musicians. Uh. I di- I say gig musicians because I think it's important to, to differentiate between like uh you know successful musicians like Benjamin King and and Jasmine Soko and and people like that who and Gen- Gentle Bones who have like their own original work uh out there on Spotify and have very big fan bases and and you know they 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 get royalties for for the plays on Spotify stuff like that whereas gig musicians I think are people who you know play in cover bands for example at your local bar or restaurant mm. uh they don't have a lot of avenues now like because I I mean there are no more gigs for them no more places that are open for them to play at like. yeah. so um one one particular artist Audrey Lim has uh, taken an initiative to start start a group uh, or a series of live streaming concerts called Take Take Back the Night. So it's actually, a, uh, she's found like locations where they can have a whole live stream set up and she's going to start like getting, I think, uh, 12 different groups and 12 different bands to perform at, at this location and to live stream it on a, as an ongoing online series. Uh. So she is... Uh, as far as I know, she's managed to get like certain um, equipment rental sponsors and other other partners as well uh, on board. And she's trying. What she's trying to do is trying to fundraise. I think to get um, to be able to hold the live streams and to up the the production quality of these things. And she wants to give these gig musicians a platform to finally also display the original songs that they they have written in their past, lah. Because wow, cool. um, yeah, because I've hung out with like these like gig musicians before, and I, I always ask them like, hey, so um, you know, how about your own songs that you've written or anything like that? And a lot of them, they to them is like, uh, yeah, it's their passion, uh, But they 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 also enjoy playing like good songs, like you know, playing Eye of the Tiger and stuff like that. And but and they also want to play the originals, but they know that originals very hard for them to, to get it sold. Uh, and unfortunately, they're also not like. You know, as ma- as as easily marketable as a young, good-looking dude like Ben King or Gentle Bones or Jasmine Soko and stuff like that. Mm. So, so you know, they they just really need to do what is practical to make make ends meet, lah. And uh, yeah, so uh, she's she's putting together these concerts, and I think it's a very good initiative, lah. And it also forces, I think, we all as a society also have to start thinking about what what it means to really support local like you know we always say support local support local ooh let me buy a loaf of bread from this artisanal bread maker and stuff like that but yeah. but when when we are in this situation where you really have to rely on your local local producers of of everything local producers of food content for for things right then then you really need to start to see what kind of hidden gems we've we've not uncovered in the last uh, 30 40 years lah 
So that's what she's doing, and I I I I thought it was a really cool initiative. And apparently, she's even got like big names like Tabitha Nauser on board as well from so, Singapore social fame. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. So Holy so shit. I think they're trying to raise like one hundred ninety-two thousand for twelve episodes to be live streamed next month, and she's finding sponsors at this point. Uh, so it's uh, I think it'll be it'll be quite interesting thing to see if if uh, this whole thing can be pulled off, and to see a lot of like uh gig musicians actually come to the forefront and really put their put their material out there lah. So so what's it called again and where, where can people it's find called, it or support? Uh I th- I believe there's a website called Take Back the Nights or Facebook. Oh, that's a cool name. That's a cool yeah, name. Yeah, so it's like Facebook.com slash take back the nights. Mm. Uh it says it's coming soon and there's a QR code for donations on the site. But uh from I mean I I I've I, I know Audrey. I, I've I met her in person and she she said and she explained to me what the whole thing was. So I felt Oh, this is something like uh pretty interesting lah that I would I would support personally, oh, and cool. uh I would I mean even just to watch it like sounds interesting for me lah because yeah lah, I mean for I guess for a lot of people now there's not a lot of entertainment options besides Netflix yeah and there's, there, there, then we don't even get sports anymore so so like these kind of things are, are the only things that we have lah cool well that was yeah. one long shock things yeah it was no, because time for me. No I mean there's always time, uh, but you know this one I feel <laughs> uh, it's important uh, for people to understand like what what it really means to support local uh, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that one also we'll put we'll put the link in the in the show notes. Uh, and uh, so the in the show notes there'll be a link to the subreddit where we'll, we will go in detail for all the links because if we put all the links in the show notes then it just gets one clusterfuck uh. Yeah, yeah. The UI yeah. the UI in Spotify or that yeah. doesn't really display everything very nicely. Yeah. Though. Cool. So time for yeah. one short thing for me. Yeah. Um, I I mean this like uh you 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 know John Krasinski right from yeah. the Office yeah. fame and the Quiet Place and all that. He yeah. he launched this thing called Some Good News. Have you heard of it? Uh, just the headline. Uh, just the headline because I mean I I I was con- contemplating whether I should share this as one uh, my one short thing because uh since he posted it two days ago it's gotten almost ten million views on YouTube so I figured people might know about it but I also know that. Uh, right now, everyone's consuming so many different things that you still lose track. So all he did was he set up like a very uh, clearly a home office news. Like he's he's just be like uh, acting as a newscaster delivering good news. La. And that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, you're, you're seeing all these late show hosts uh, uh, broadcast from their home, right? He's doing the same thing uh, with a logo made by his daughter. And all it's all just sharing good news. Uh, and it's called... Good news. But is it good news in a way Trump says like... No, be no, no, positive, no. Be, no, 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 no. You know, don't be negative. That kind of good news. Uh. No, no, no. So the first, I mean, example of good news was he showed uh, footage of this uh, 15-year-old cancer survivor who was on the way back from hospital and her neighbours socially distanced themselves uh, while congratulating, like, it was like a social distancing welcome home party. So people were in their yards just welcoming, welcoming home, her home as she drove, was driven back in a, in a cab or something. Like. So it's yeah. that sort of uplifting news that is actually happening in the world. And he I also see, interviewed Steve Carell which fucking, uh-huh. who doesn't love Steve Carell? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking like, everyone was like, you know, this is what we need. And it's not, not political, like those late show, ho- late night hosts, uh, late late night shows, which are funny, but still very political. This is just, you want to have a good time. And normally I'm skeptical about things that only show good, show good news, uh, because I'm like, fucking like, the world is not good, okay? You can't just fucking focus on positivity when there's so much shit going on with the world and paint this overly positive picture. But this one, I watched it, I was like, hey, actually this, this is cool. And I love John Krasinski, like, so yeah, he yeah. has one, he has two videos on YouTube, one of which is the trailer, one is a 15 minute clip of the first episode. And in like three days, he's got 775,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. 85,000 followers on Instagram. So hopefully he does more episodes and it's just a, it's just a nice watch to decompress. La. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a much better way for a famous person to to reach out to the world uh, compared to like... The <laughs> When Gal Gadot was yeah. seeing Imagine and King all that, right? yeah. Whereas like like I think John Krasinski, everyone knows him from The Office, and he's actually a very good like actor director and all. Yeah, as well. he so is man. He's legit. He's putting man. his yeah. Like, I mean, that is that is his skill, right? And he's putting it to use to and entertain people. But the production value is shit, like, And I think it's it's yeah. it's endearingly shit. That's okay, but then yeah. I guess the difference with the the Imagine one was that, I mean, a lot of those celebrities like Will Ferrell, Gal Gadot, who appear in the video, they're not singers. 
So yeah, that's the, why song, not the song was terrible. The song yeah, was terrible. They were singing it in their fucking villas and mansions. Of, oh, you know, everyone needs to be together, stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's why, I mean, there's been Hollywood celebrities like trying to stay relevant. It's been, uh, yeah, a lot of them have been doing a lot of uh, different things and some of them yeah. were here and missed. Uh. Yeah. Funny. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool. That's the, that's the way we say we end this podcast. Uh. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But thanks yeah. for thanks for listening. Uh, remember, please uh, check us out on the Yalabad subreddit. It is active as hell. Um, yeah. And DM us any of your thoughts. Put it there and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Oh, wait, wait. One more thing. Just like, I mean, one thing, <laughs> I, ideally, like just to get your uh, your help. I mean, uh, just to share it with one person. If you like this podcast, if you like the podcast we make, just share it with one person. No need to share with all your friends. Just share it with one person and hopefully we can slowly grow this podcast. Um, I mean, faster than how it's been growing already. But mm-hmm. yeah, the more people we reach, the the, the more awesome it'll be. La. Okay, yeah. cool. That's, it, it a, keeps that's us, the final thing. keeps us motivated to do this twice a week thing, la, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Thanks, See you guys. all next week. Okay. Bye-bye.